The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. What a dynamite week I've had, folks. I got to spend the weekend, uh, actually five days, I made ten presentations in five days in Morro Bay and San Luis Obispo, California. For you folks overseas, that's a little further north in Los Angeles, and it is just God's country up there. They have wineries. They have the beach. They got me a sweep by the ocean. It was really a tough life. <laughs> and uh, I, I really enjoyed working with the San Luis Obispo Human Trafficking uh, Task Force that's up there. I couldn't believe it. They put together a program where it was standing room only. I got a standing ovation. How humbling is that? But it was wonderful, wonderful, and I thank you to all the followers and all the people that support the show and all the people that really work to combat human trafficking. We have an amazing guest today that I'm really, really excited to uh, have on the air. Before I do that, I want to just talk about one important matter. There is a viral video. It is not actually a video game. It's kind of a app that comes through WhatsApp. And it is going out into um, Minecraft and Grand Theft Auto that we know of. It's shown up a little bit on Twitter and Facebook, and it is called Momo, M-O-M-O. Now, some people believe that this is, you know, a, a farce, a fake news thing. However, several kids around the world have killed themselves because of that. And so if you want to get more information, be sure to go to our Facebook page, that is Million Kids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N, Million Kids. Just go to Facebook, find Million Kids, and hit like. Basically, in a nutshell, what happens is the kid gets this funny icon, half chicken, half woman, and they're intrigued, and it says you want to play a game of dare, and there are a variety of ways it works, but to give you an idea... How insidious it is, they'll give you a a calculator and they say, pick a number. The minute you pick a number, it goes into your phone and it pops up with any kind of, or it uh, kind of isolates any kind of photos that you might have in your photo album that can be used to blackmail you. So the first time the kid says, I don't want to play anymore, then what will happen is they'll come up with this naked photo of your girlfriend and say, and here's your Facebook uh, address book, here's your Twitter, your Instagram, and by the way, we're going to send this photo to these people. So talk to your kids. Tell them to go to their photo albums. You don't even have to see it yourself, Mom and Dad. Just tell them to go in there and clean those babies out. If there's no naked photos in that phone, they can't be blackmailed, and then they won't be jumping off a building. So... That's it in a nutshell. That's called Momo, M-O-M-O, if you want to Google it and look at it. But talk to your kids and tell them to don't get sucked in. Okay, our guest today, I, I read an article by this gentleman. His name is Ivan Pinschow. He's going to have to say it. Pinschowkov. Okay, Ivan, say your name. <laughs> that was pretty close. Uh, Pinschowkov. 
Pinchikov, that's right. I'm looking at this name going, I know I'm going to miss this. <laughs> anyway, uh, Ivan wrote an article. And, and first of all, welcome, Ivan. We appreciate having you on. <laughs> Thank Hello. you for having me. <laughs> okay. Ivan, Ivan wrote um, an article that just is one of the finest articles I've ever read on the subject, and uh, we're going to be talking about child pornography, some people call it child abuse material, C-A-M, others call it C-E-M for child exploitation material, it is in fact child pornography, and I've been studying it for about 10 years now, have many, many research files on this, but I believe this is the finest article I've ever read on this subject the way he analyzed it, put it together, uh, explained it, and like that. So I'm going to back off here for a minute. It's time for you all to hear from him because he obviously knows what he's talking about. Ivan, first tell the people who you are, what you do, you know, tell tell them all about yourself. Uh, Well, first of all, thank you for the praise, Opal. Uh, I... uh Reporters rarely get to hear uh, what others think of our work, so uh, I appreciate the kind words. Uh, uh, I've uh, been a writer and reporter for uh, close to eight, nine years now. Uh, I've always worked for the Epic Times uh, newspaper. I was a local reporter in New York City first. I covered the City Hall uh, for a couple of years, and I've been writing about uh, national news topics. Uh, since 2016. Uh, For those listeners of yours who haven't potentially heard of the Epic Times, it's a fascinating newspaper. Uh, It currently publishes, I believe, in 35 languages uh, in 22 countries. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was started uh, in the United States by Chinese Americans uh, back in the early 2000s. Yeah, and the the roots of it have, well, sort of linked to the, the topic of your program, uh, human rights. These were Chinese Americans who were uh, living in the United States, working or studying in the United States, and they started getting reports from China of a massive human rights uh, crackdown that was happening, but not being reported by the media anywhere else in the world. Right, uh, and the reason for that is the the Chinese Communist Party has a, a tight grip on the media. They they control all the media inside the country, mm-hmm. and they have control over foreign reporters there as well. So when in 1999 the Communist Party cracked down on Falun Gong, a spiritual group, uh, you you did not hear any truthful reporting about this either in Chinese press or in Western press. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the folks that started the Epic Times were Chinese-Americans who wanted to get the truth out out about what was going going on about this and other issues as well. So it was first a Chinese-language newspaper started by Chinese-Americans, but now it publishes in all these, uh, all around the world in different languages. I work for the English language edition that's been around since 2004. Uh, and we cover cover a range of topics, uh, a number of which you wouldn't usually see often uh, in other media, including this topic that uh, uh, you happen to discover me reading about. Mm-hmm. 
Fascinating. So, um, that, that's fascinating the way, the path that you've taken. And uh, uh, I'm proud of you for doing that. I, I do work out of Cambodia in Thailand and Haiti, mostly Cambodia. And uh, they have a very similar thing going on there with the control of the media. And I, I think here in the U.S., we simply can't really put our hands or our heads around what that actually means to you start to realize that people are reading your social media and uh, you are being profiled by your by your expression. And uh, I, I always laugh about that in Cambodia. You know, if, if you say against the government, then they come after you. And I'm thinking half of America would be gone if we did that. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> anyway, go ahead with it. And you'd be Let's surprised. Go on. Even, even in, in the United States, uh, uh, even specifically with the topic that, that you cover, uh, uh, child abuse, pedophile rings, uh, things of this nature. So there's the Communist Party in China, but the Communist Party has a, a major presence in the United States, and one of their goals for decades has been to destroy traditional American culture. culture. And one of the avenues is going after the family, destroying the structure of the family. Interesting. So some of these groups that that uh, these pedophile groups, like the the North American Man Boy Love Association, mm-hmm. were actually started by American Communist Party members. Uh, is David that right? Dorstad, he's a mm-hmm. Trotskyite me- member of the American Communist Party. Um, so these are. Uh, there's also a group called the Childhood Sensuality Circle that was founded in California in the early 70s uh, by people who are followers of our German communists. And, uh, you know, the guy's name is Wilhelm Reich, pioneer mm-hmm. of sexual liberation. So this, this communist influence is not only in, in China, and we do a lot of work, a lot of coverage on communist party influences in the United States how it's trying mm-hmm. to destroy our culture. You know, um, you and I, we think so much alike, I can't believe it. Uh, I had pulled an article out this morning before you came on. Uh, Normalization of pedophilia goes mainstream, child molesters rebranded as minor attracted persons. So there is a, a kind of a movement to rebrand the entire thing. Yeah, it's a, it's a very insidious thing. And it's not happening to protect a certain group of people or be nice to someone. I think the goal is very insidious. It goes at the core of what uh, America is, what, what traditional American values are. And there are people behind this that, that are trying to destroy American family values. And I think in the meantime, creating victims who are the children in this case. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Well, I met uh, Ivan because of an article that will be on our Facebook page. It'll be on our website. We'll keep it even archived. His article is Shielded by Technology, Child Sex Abuse Epidemic Festers on Dark Net. So if you're on our site, you want to pull that up, uh, that you will be able to read his article on there. We're starting up into the next section in a, in a hard break here before too long, but um what we're going to be talking about this morning is that 
literally with the advancement of the internet, and most of you know that I have a book about to come out, if I'm, I'm so close to finishing it, called Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. And one of the chapters in there is about child uh, pornography or child exploitation materials. And basically, in a nutshell, for those that aren't familiar with it, what is happening is people are meeting in the clear web. So what is happening is they're meeting in the clear web. They find each other. They share like fetishes, like ideology. And then they go to uh, invitation-only, password-protected sites in the dark web. And they exchange uh, photos of naked and violated children. And so that is basically what we're talking about. We're up against a break here, so I'm going to ask you to stay with us. We're going to be right back. And I'm going to ask Ivan to really get into his article. So stay with us, please. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Helen Hillix, Todd Benton, and Chris Reeves. Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back. We have a special guest today, Ivan Pinchinskalkov. Help me out, Ivan. Anyway, I want to just kind of turn this over and let him run with it because I was so impressed with his wording and his thinking on the subject Ivan, you want to tell the people from your perspective what's happening and what needs to be done about it? 
sure, although uh, the way I came across the story was a bit of a uh, inverse, actually. I was looking into press releases uh, by the, uh, the Project Sa uh, Safe Childhood uh, Department mm -hmm. of Justice uh, project for capturing child sex predators. And I noticed a trend that they've had a significant increase in the output of press releases since 2017. So the way I came across the story is that I reached out to the Department of Justice inquiring whether uh, uh, the arrests and indictments of child predators were increasing uh, at the rate that the press release volume was, was indicating. But what I found was that uh, actually the the opposite, well, not the opposite was happening, but that the number of indictments, arrests, and uh, prosecutions uh, has not actually gone up uh, significantly. The, the, I believe it reached a spike uh, around 2014, 2015, uh, but otherwise has stayed, stayed relatively steady. Is that right? And the, uh, my contact at the Department of Justice had instead recommended that I speak to a senior administration official uh, who I spoke to uh, uh, on condition of anonymity about a trend happening with the dark net. And the, the trend that I discovered through this, uh, we spoke for more than an hour, uh, was that the abuse is exploding, but in the meantime, the enforcement has remained more or less uh, steady because the predators and the abusers are protected by technology, by anonymity technology, by encryption technology. So law enforcement is unable to break down this technology and capture these criminals. Uh, the way the, the senior administration official described this feeling that the investigators and the prosecutors have is like being behind a, an impenetrable glass, uh, being separated by an impenetrable, impenetrable glass and watching a child being abused right in front of you because these investigators, they have access to these websites. They monitor the activity and they see the abuse, you know, on a, on a daily basis. And they're watching these children being abused and they don't have the tools to track down the people doing the abusing, the people hosting the site, the people hosting the material, and the frustration, the way he described it is incredible. Uh, he says, you know, we all, I mean, as humans, we just have this instinct to protect the child when we see something happening. Sure. And that is what, uh, what these investigators and prosecutors at the Department of Justice and local, local law enforcement have, and they are just unable to break through. I do believe and, that oh, uh, I do believe that there is a trend where they're starting to overcome that. I believe that's been going on for a long time. This feeling of um, uh, you know inability to really reach out and do something. But there are about let's say five to eight organizations that have developed software that have bots or network investigative tools or um, 
um, algorithms that are really going after that. The thing that I've noticed in my research, and I, I've been tracking these, I, I finally gave up two years ago because there were so many, but I was tracking them on a spreadsheet for about five years. Now, mine is based on public data because I you know, don't have the Department of Justice inside data, but we were seeing a lot more people being arrested. What we weren't seeing uh, is the understanding of how to find the victim and rescue the victim. And I think that's what they're expressing there is, you know, how frustrating some of these sites, um, the one, the playpen site had 214,000 pedophiles, and uh, but only a few hundred children were arrested. I mean, arrested, were rescued. and uh, And so I do think that's some of their frustration is, they're starting now with algorithms and technology to begin to identify who these people are. The next problem, of course, it is a global problem in trying to get governments around the world to actually go out and arrest them and take it seriously. Yeah, and that's part of the problem that this uh, official described, uh, that this the online child sex abuse, is a global problem. So in a single case, you may have the, the victim in one country, uh, the person sharing the material in another country, and it may be hosted in a third country. So the complexity of bringing people to justice and rescuing the victims is immense because of the global nature of the Internet, because of how far we've gotten with technology, and because of uh, just uh, proliferation, proliferation of smart devices across the world, especially in developed countries. Yes. Yeah, I think we as Americans just assume we're superior in our advancement. But that isn't necessarily true. Uh, even a country like Zimbabwe, you know, they didn't have to invest in all the old technologies, so they started out with new technology and are much more sophisticated than any of us realize. Oh, yeah. So smartphones are becoming uh, very affordable. And the trend that the Department of Justice is seeing is that the victims that they're starting to see are no longer what used to be the case, you know, six, uh, eight years ago. They're seeing uh, children that are, uh, uh, you know, from different countries. They're seeing, you know, children from Africa, they're seeing children from Asia. In the meantime, it used to be that the makeup of the victims used to be much different uh, back then. And that's a mm-hmm. sign that these developing countries, uh, these smart devices are, are widespread, and as a result, the victimization is spreading globally, not just in developed countries now as well. Yeah, let me uh, jump in there. One of the reasons that this is possible and the reason why my book is called World Without Borders, Home Without Walls is that we now have live streaming pay-per-view events where a massive number of people can come together and uh, pay a fee and talk to each other and watch a child be violated. Uh, There was a case out of Germany where there were um, uh, 50 people who paid $7,500 each to watch a two-year-old in the Philippines be violated, which tells me that some cartel just billed $350,000 and they never delivered a gun or a drug. 
And in the meantime, they've had this worldwide pay-per-view event where people from all over the world came and shared their fetish. And I believe once cartels understand that, this is, I, I believe cyber sex on demand is going to be the largest crime in the world probably in 18 months. It, it does seem that way because the numbers of, of people who are interested in this kind of material are just staggering uh, based yes. on what I've heard from the Justice Department. They conducted a review last fall of just nine major sites uh, that specialize in the abuse of minors and attract 1.9 million members across these nine sites. Now, some of these may be duplicate, so, you know, the same user registering for more than one site. But right. 1.9 million is still just a shocking, uh, terrifying number, considering what these people are willing to do. Yeah, uh, address this uh, artificial intelligence project in Canada that you referred to. That was really fascinating to me. Yeah, so this pro- uh, project is called Arachnid. Uh, it's similar to what uh, Google's web crawlers do. They, they they go, in Google's case, it goes across uh, the web, identifying what sites are about so people can find them easier. What Arachnid does, is actually it, it's trained to identify uh, images of child sex abuse. And during one of the initial runs in the six-week period uh, last year, this, this program crawled more than 5 million web pages and found 40,000 unique images of child sex abuse in just six weeks. Wow. And this tool is still running... Yeah, it's still running on an uh, ongoing basis and is now identifying 100,000 new unique uh, images of child sex abuse every month. And uh, one of the uh, scary aspects of this is that, you know, once, once they find these images uh, and they send this information to the United States, to the uh, National Center of Missing and Exploited Children for Identification, right. Uh, 85% of the children in these photos have never been previously identified by police. So these are victims that, that police has, has not, does not know who they are and has no information about. So these are children suffering silently uh, across the world. That is, that is one of the most frustrating aspects of this. They are getting better at identifying the pedophile because of photo DNA uh, that is taking place all over the world in the clear web. Uh, and for our listeners, to, you know, Ivan and I know what we're talking about, but you may not. You know, they find these people in the clear web. They exchange uh, dark web addresses. And the dark web doesn't necessarily have a Google or a search engine. They have some directories, but it isn't easy to find each other. And they exchange these I- addresses, and they meet in the dark web. So they're able to find more perpetrators than they are the victims, which is part of the frustrating part of this. Well, we are talking to Ivan Penchakov. I'm getting better, Ivan. Anyway, uh, and he is with Epic Times, E-P-O-C-H. And um, I'm going to ask you to stay with us. We're going to be right back. We're going to go deeper into exactly how all this works. So stay with us, please. We'll be right back. Thanks.
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to exploited crimes against humanity if you have a question or comment please send an email to opal at millionkids.org that's o-p-a-l at millionkids.org now back to exploited crimes against humanity here again is opal singleton well hello and welcome back and thank you for joining us we are talking with ivan pinchalkov he is from Russia, I just discovered, and we were talking at the break here. He came here in 1999, and uh, that explains why I can't pronounce his name. But anyway, <laughs> Ivan uh, did a research uh, report. He is a reporter with the Epoch Times, E-P-O-C-H Times. I would encourage you to uh, look them up, start to follow them. Finding honest news these days is very difficult to do. And uh, here is a reporter who took the time to talk to experts and research this. And uh, I was very, very impressed with the way that he discussed the issue. Um, As most of you know, the follow me and kids and myself, I've been following this for nearly 10 years now. And we're engaged with several corporations that are trying to fight this in a big way. But it is literally a David and Goliath fight. Um, for you to help you understand, they meet in the clear web, they exchange addresses, they go on the dark web, and then they begin to form large-scale communities. And so how does law enforcement fight this? How do we find the perpetrator? How do we rescue the kid? And as Ivan has already said, this is a global issue. They may be from Canada, the U.S., uh, from Russia, from Austria, from Australia, you know, from 
uh, one of the Asian countries, maybe uh, Cambodia, they will be, the perpetrator will be all over the world. And then they're preying on a victim. And how do you find that victim and rescue them? So with that, Ivan, one of the things that you were talking about was the Tor uh, site thing. Uh, Why don't you start by explaining that to our audience here about how all this works and even maybe addressing the issue of the playpen case? Sure. So Tor is a browser that... Anyone can download just like the Chrome browser or Firefox. It takes a couple of clicks to install. Uh, and what it's done is it made the dark web very user-friendly. Uh, anyone can download this browser. It, it, it was not developed with the intent of covering up crimes and sheltering predators, uh, but they have figured out a way to use it uh, to do just that. So. While uh, years back, the dark web was a complicated place of passwords and secret addresses and, you know, lockdown forums and using specific language to sort of cover up your activity, Tor has made the dark web just sort of a separate internet where, where these predators can go, uh, organize huge communities where they encourage each other, where they share tips for avoiding law enforcement, where they track law enforcement, where they encourage uh, fellow members to abuse children and record the abuse and share it with others. So Tor has uh, uh, inadvertently uh, uh, given predators an opportunity to establish and stabilize large-scale communities online uh, and made it very easy to do uh, both for people running this stuff and, and people who are uh, registered members on these sites. Right. Uh, and for our, and listeners, case, Tor, for our listeners, Tor is T-O-R, the onion router. And if you uh, are wondering if somebody you know is in the dark web, look for .onion instead of .com, .info. Look for .onion. T-O-R, the onion router. So that's the router. And one of the things I see in my work out here is that young people who have maybe a little more money in their family, the tour itself isn't all that expensive, but you do need a little better um, computer to make that work. So what we're seeing is that kids out here that have a little better computer or a little more money, maybe go to a private school, watch out. If you see a dot onion, you need to know they're probably in the dark web. And uh, just to give you a heads up. So where we're at with Ivan is what he's saying is that they go in this dark web using this tour and they meet up. So keep going there. Yes. And in the case of Playpen, uh, what the the FBI and law enforcement agency did to get around the anonymity provided by Tor to to capture the, 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 the suspects, and what they did, actually, is that they controlled the website because they had gotten a hold of the website's owner and uh, gotten a whole bunch of users to, to... They basically infected their computers with a hack, the, the NIT tool that you mentioned earlier. And as a result, those computers were now sending... The predators' computers were now sending signals to law enforcement, and that's how they were able to track down these users. Mm-hmm. Now, 
the issue is that the out of the you know two hundred thousand plus registered members that you mentioned, uh, they've only be, were able to infect eight thousand users, and out of those right. eight thousand users, they arrested eight hundred and seventy suspects. So right. we have you know less than one percent effectiveness of you know of law enforcement using a complex tool, a hack actually. Uh, and still getting only 1% effectiveness. And what this law enforcement official told me is that now uh, on these uh, uh, Tor, Darknet uh, communities, the uh, abusers, the people who, uh, who watch this material, trade this material, uh, they use Playpen as an example of how safe it is to break the law on the Darknet, saying that, mm-hmm. you know, even the the most sophisticated operation was less than 1% effective. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the FBI, I believe, they're protecting these tools. So in a couple of, or, or in at least one uh, court case, uh, the FBI, the judge demanded to see the FBI's tool for how they infected the suspect's computer. Mm-hmm. And the FBI actually uh, gave up on the case just to protect this tool. Sure. Yeah, I I can see that. It is a game of cat and mouse all over the world um, when they're going after these things. And, uh, you know, I've studied the playpen case. And, um, you know, on on the one hand, our our, um, law enforcement agency, in essence, broke the law. I was when I first read about that, I'm like, our government ran a a, uh, child pornography case for 13 days. But in a way, quite frankly, I'm quite proud of them for doing that because until then, I don't think any of us understood how big this problem was. Now, since then, uh, they've taken these cases to court and state after state and many states they've lost, but they have bumped up the appellate courts so that they now have the rule of 41, which does, it's all about the search warrant going in from Virginia and coming out with their first client in Oklahoma and so, but now they do have the authority to go out and make arrests and like that. Where where this is going, I believe, is that we're starting to understand that there are literally hundreds of thousands of these people. And one of the things that people don't understand, and this was true of the Playpen case also, it was run by uh, Chase, uh, I can't think of his name right now, but anyway, um, one of the things is that pedophiles have to requalify many of them week after week to stay in these rings because they're afraid they're the police. So if there's 215,000 pedophiles in the playpen case and they have to requalify every week, that means that somebody is violating a child every week and they check them to make sure they're not being photoshopped. So this is a massive, massive global problem that we have to start to take seriously. On my end, Ivan, what I do is go into schools and explain all this to kids because I want them to understand why you never send a naked photo. It isn't that they're always violating the child themselves. They take any naked photo they can get on the Internet, and our kids need to know not to fall prey to it. Absolutely. And considering Uh, how many kids have have smartphones nowadays, that is a huge, huge problem. I think See, I'm, I, I, go ahead. Go ahead, 
I think this is going to get worse as we have live streaming devices like Live.me. And first of all, let me say Live.me is great technology. It isn't the technology that's bad. It's how you choose to use it. And right now, you know, nine-year-olds can twerk and stir up on Live.me and draw a large crowd. It will not be long till they'll be able to be compensated for that. So you're going to have an entire generation of kids who are twerking and stripping in their back room to pick up 100 bucks. Uh, so this is going to add to this as you begin to have material. That is one of the questions I wanted to ask you, uh, Ivan. I know that in Europe they have found three separate databases with more than 30 million images each of naked and violated children. So as this progresses and they get larger communities and more technology and you get live streaming, it's interesting because these guys collect thousands and millions of photos. They get a sense of empowerment on it and uh, almost a competition with each other. Do you think that as live streaming comes out where they won't be as likely to be arrested, that they will give up those libraries or do you, uh, so that they don't get caught? Or do you think they will continue to freeze frame them and keep them in those libraries? Well, I can't talk for the exact decisions, but yes, what, what technology has done is that these folks no longer have to keep images on their devices, uh, which uh, exposes you to... to prosecution by law enforcement, of course, just possessing an image is illegal. Uh, but the technology and streaming technology has gotten so good that uh, uh, the predators now go on the tour websites and they can stream the material of their preference uh, from those sites. And then, obviously, live streaming in this case as well, uh, if this industry proliferates and, it, and if it keeps on being shielded by anonymity and encryption, uh, I mean, there's just, uh, you know, it's going to get tougher and tougher. Why anyone would need to incriminate themselves, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. This whole thing's going to get tougher and tougher for law enforcement. Well, we are talking to Ivan Pinchchowkov. Pinchchowkov. P E N T C H O U K O V. If you want to Google him, he is in New York City with Epic, E P O C H. And all of this will be on the Million Kids Facebook page and our website. So we are up against that break. I'm going to ask you to stay with us, and he and I will be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, 
chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back. We have Ivan Pinchalkov, and he's with Epic Times. I'm getting better on that name, Ivan. Well, we only have a few minutes left. This is a shorter segment. I, Ivan and I are talking about how all this works in the dark web and literally just how big this is. One of our frustrations, and he and I were sharing, is how do you find the the victim? And we're starting to be better at finding the uh, perpetrator. There is something called photo DNA that checks all the emails that go out around the world in the clear web, and they are finding thousands and thousands of pedophiles and fighting the fight around the world to get various countries to charge them and, um, and like that. And there's technology that's being created that runs algorithms and bots and nits and all of the above that began to find this. So I can tell you that if you know somebody that's in this business, they will get caught. They're getting better at finding the perpetrator. What they're not able to do is find the victim and rescue them. So uh, with that, Ivan, this is the last segment. Uh, you want to just share anything left that you really would like the people to know about this? Ultimately, I guess this is all about the victim. And the number of victims, identified victims, is, is, is going up just astronomically. And I think these are the identified victims, so the number of children actually suffering is much more than that. Uh, from 2010 to 2017, it went from 3,000 to 15,000 uh, identified sexually abused children. And, you know, considering how the, these numbers work with who's identified and who's not, we're talking about potentially hundreds of thousands of children who are being sexually abused for this child sex abuse material. Uh, you know, it, it is just a, a terrifying, terrifying problem and really goes to the root of, of, of who we are as, as you know, hum, humankind. Children are yes. our, our most precious, um, something that's precious to everyone, and the fact that this is happening in the world today and how hard it is to catch uh, the, the criminals is, it, it should give everyone cause for anxiety, let's say. I agree. And uh, if you know of some child that might be being harmed or being exploited, you can report this to the NECMAC hotline, one eight 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 three seven three seven eight eight eight. I'll give that again in a couple of minutes, but... 
please keep an eye out for this uh, kind of thing. You know, if you see somebody that you believe might be violating a child, then it is important that we report this. And it's also important to support law enforcement. This is just a major, major undertaking that is going on. The other thing I wanted to say is I'm just very, very proud of Ivan and his article here and taking the time to research this. Few reporters are paying any attention to it. They want that nasty bit-by-bit argument kind of political war that's going on out there on either side of the aisle. And we've kind of lost this kind of investigative journalism where people like Ivan have taken the time to go out, interview experts, understand the situation, build a story that is understandable to you and me, the public, and then get it out there. So I would highly encourage you to, first of all, uh, look up and Google Ivan. It's I-V-A-N-P-E-N-T-C-H-O-U-K-O-V. And you can also just find him at the Epic Times, E-P-O-C-H, Epic Times. Ivan, uh, you want to give out any other contact information on there if they want to contact you and uh, for, you know, any similar stories or, or if they know of a situation that they that uh-huh. you might want to know about? Yeah, sure. I would love to hear from people who, uh, who have tips for a story. You can find me on Twitter. It's just my first name and my last name without any uh, punctuation in between. Ivan Penchikov. You've done well, done well with the spelling. Uh, so, yeah, if anyone wants to reach out, I'm uh, always available. Okay. Well, I'm very, very proud of you for taking this on and investigating it. This is a terrible problem. I have lived and breathed this for a very long time now, about 10 years, and we are making progress. There were times in my life I thought, what are we doing? Does anybody care about this? But you, there are software companies that are being developed and, uh, and going after it. What I will tell you, if you know anybody out there that's a pedophile abusing children, they will get caught because there are many organizations starting to make this a priority. But still not many people are willing to talk about it. It's kind of like... They've actually rechanged the name so it isn't child pornography anymore. It's child abuse material because everybody wants to take a bath with the word, word child pornography. I'm not necessarily for that. It's child pornography. It is the violation of a child. We need to call it what it is, and we need to stand up, and we need more heroes like Ivan that's willing to create articles on it and educate the public so that we can stop this. This is even more prolific than sex trafficking. And as you know, I spend many of my hours on combating sex trafficking. But with technology, this is taking place all over the world. And courts and judges and and the public have to take this seriously. You know, as as Ivan said, a child is our most most precious uh, thing in the whole world. And it's not a thing. It's a person. But... It is the most, if a society loses their children, then that society is lost, in my opinion. So one more time, Ivan, tell them, uh, spell your name for them so that they know how to reach you. Uh, I-V-A-N, E-N-T-C-H-O-U-K-O-V, at the Epoch Times, E-P-O-C-H Times. 
Okay, if you go to Epic Times and you just spit in Ivan, I bet you could find him. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, that reporting sure number is <laughs> yeah, that reporting number is one eight 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 three seven three seven eight eight eight. I want to thank each and every one of you that follow me and kids. We do these shows every week, and the whole idea of these shows—they're all archived at exploitedcrimes.com. Just go to exploitedcrimes.com, hit listen. And there are almost 80 hours now of free training on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and, yes, child pornography. And you can download those. You can share them. You can put the embed code on your own site. All of it is free. It is my desire. I get up every day of my life. I'm now educated more than a quarter million people, mostly eye to eye. And I do this because I care. I want to keep kids safe from predators. I want to also take time to thank BMW of Riverside and Colleen Horgan, Armstrong Realty, Colwell Banker out here for making all of this possible. And on top of it, all over the United States, there are people who donate, you know, $25, $50. You keep us on the air. You make it so that we can find kids and help kids. You help us so we can go into the schools and educate kids so that they won't fall prey to this, or if they're being violated, they know how to report that. I just did 1,400 kids in six back-to-back sessions last Tuesday. I'm like getting old, man. (laughs) But you know what? They listened. They really listened. I saw the reviews, and they, you know, most of them said I had no idea. So you guys and your support of this work make all of this possible. I'm a widowed person, as you all know. I do everything I can to run this thing as as slim as we can. So when anybody donates, you know, that money goes out to save a child. And, you know, lastly, we report to the Riverside County Sheriff Department. We are part of the Riverside County Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force. And I want you to know just how much all of you mean to us uh, after being out there all week with so many of you, I'll tell you, we can't do this work alone. We keep the, the overhead down, but as a team, we all do this together. So thank you for each and every one of you that follow the show. Follow us on Facebook, and thank you so much for your support. Ivan, you're just uh, fantastic. I love an investigative reporter. They're hard to come by, and I'm proud to know you. So thank you for coming on today. And, folks, we will see you next Thursday morning at 7 a.m. right here on Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week. Thank you.